When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey everybody, it's Dynamite Show, Paul Fontaine alongside Jeff Hawkins here on Fight Game Media. Uh, we're on the live on the YouTube channel uh, for those watching and uh, for those listening on the Fight Game Media audio network. Good morning, or whenever you're listening to this. And uh, Jeff, we yes. got a we got a show to talk about here. Um, yes. You know, I uh, before watching Dynamite, I actually watched a. Three hour, although, well, when I skipped through the entrances, they didn't take me three hours to watch it, but probably two hours and 20 minutes. I watched like an AIW show <laughs> before Dynamite. Like a current one or a... Yeah, yeah. It was from like uh, February 3rd, I think, or 4th. Was, uh, yeah, it was, I don't know. I just had nothing to do. So I threw that on Triller, Triller Plus. And yeah, it was nobody on it, like just a random show. But uh, it kind of made Dynamite look better. I will say. So, I mean, and not that that show was bad or anything, but, you know, just like production wise and everything and the work and, and all that. But it was interesting seeing some up and comers and some people that, you know, there was no super big names on the show, but there's a couple of guys I would say, keep an eye on. Um, uh, and you'll probably maybe see them on ROH or maybe even bring in for AEW to do a match like young uh, Barrett Brown did tonight. Uh, like, uh, Sam might Holloway. bring him in for PWG at some point too. So. Yeah, yes. Sam Holloway uh is a guy who's like looks like he's about 6'4, 260 in good shape, and he's looks like a good worker. There's another guy named Tyler Jordan who's in the main event, who's 21, apparently an NCAA athlete. So I'm amazed WWE didn't sign him yet. But uh yeah, those are the two guys that I was kind of watching. And uh yeah, but uh yeah, it was you know kind of fun to watch for something different, but uh we got our AEW. I'm trying to think. Like I'm, I'm kind of uh, riffing here because I'm trying to think if there's any big news this week. Well, there were two hirings. If you want to put that in there. Oh, well, they, so they hired QT Muscle back. Yes. Yeah, that was interesting. Especially after um, when when he was leaving. Do you remember the backstage stuff coming out about how everyone hated him, and like, he was, you know, he was he was bad for the product, and and now that he's gone, it's going to be more sports orientated and all this stuff, and now he's back and he's an EVP. <laughs> yeah, but I think he's in a uh, he's not he doesn't have Tony's ear. This, this is going to be like a. <laughs> Oddly enough, it may be worse for the people who trashed him. He might be something like vice president of talent relations or something. Oh, <laughs> so like doing what I don't, thought Danielson was doing? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what he's going to be doing. I, I don't, but um, I, I, actually, I, me, and, me and a buddy were talking about this today. I feel bad for him. 
Because it's one of those stories where he wanted to bet on himself and he couldn't get booked anywhere. No, which surprised me. Like, I thought for sure Mexico would be in. I thought AAA but... or somebody yeah. would, would bring him in, you know. Or, I, or WWE would bring him in for NXT. I, I wasn't that sure about WWE. I know I, I, I had heard rumblings that he, he, he put out a feeler if he could come down there and train or something to that effect. But yeah. I, I don't know anything specific, but... He want. I mean, he had got enough time in the ring and stuff like that where he he wanted to perform instead of instead of teach. And I respect that as a guy who wanted to perform and had to teach. So and he got one, himself in great shape. Great shape. I actually like his sensibilities a little bit more than other people because yep. he seems more like a southern wrestling type of guy to me. Yeah, in yeah, terms with the, of his yeah, angles. With, I mean, he's like a Memphis guy. Like yeah, a Memphis, a Memphis guy. guy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. actually, that that's bang on right there. I think. I think his yeah. his because he he likes some of the goofy. Uh, let, yeah. Let's face it, he does like the goofy. But I mean, but he has you know, I mean, his angles that he was in uh, before QTV were always kind of developing, and 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 you know, they had structure to them. He was a Cody guy, so it was one of those things where I always kind of. I always kind of liked QT Marshall, to be honest with you. So I wouldn't mind if they gave him ROH, like to just tear. that wouldn't be the worst thing either. You know, he gets yeah. goes down with the kids because I mean he already he's I mean I think he still trains trains at the Nightmare Academy. I don't know if that's true or not, but if he does, I mean ROH would be a good thing for him. Yeah, and it's one of those things where <laughs> I actually think Tony feels bad about how it all how uh, how <laughs> yeah how how QT went from being you know his consigliere at times for television and the rundowns and you know the formats and things like that to you know he goes on vacation and he gets wally pipped yeah like all of a sudden it's you know J- jimmy jacobs and pat buck and you know and, and then there's other guys you know danielson and i mean they got a lot of evps or you know just they people- a lot of they got a lot of cooks back there's what they have and yeah. i don't you know and i don't know if uh only one chef yeah and they have a lot of sous chefs back there yeah like uh because they also uh announced rocky romero is yeah uh, has has they they didn't say his title but he's got a head uh, stooge for njbw talent what what did how did they word it he's got an executive position i think is what they said yes which i mean yeah there's daniels is another one that's an executive vice president i think uh sanjay like they they got a lot of EVPs and some of them I don't know what they do. They got a lot of guys who have been to the base of the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the only way I can put this, and this is no offense to any of those guys because no, no. they're they're talented and stuff. It's just one of those things where it's like we we wonder. I mean, we always laugh at because we can almost point out the Chris Jericho uh, influence at times. Yeah. But Jericho is really the one guy still remaining back there that has been in a hot national company. Yeah, because Danielson and Mox were on top. It wasn't quite as... I mean, no. Danielson Arn, was... Arn is kind of there, but I don't know how I, Arn is there anymore. I don't even know if... I, I think he might not be there. It could be wrong. I think but... he might be not be there either. I haven't yeah. heard that there was an official... No, cause no I think Brock's thing. contract ran out, and I think Arn's gone too. I could be wrong about that. Someone will correct me if I am, if I'm wrong. But no, there's never any official announcement. 
to thank him. Yeah, well, so sometimes there. people just notice, right? Like they go look on the roster page and someone's gone. And it's like, oh, or we they like notice... to fire people on Friday. That way they have the weekend to cool off. <laughs> yeah, Anthony Gogo still has a job. That's what I know. He got resigned I... recently. Yeah, well, good good work if you can get it, I guess. I just, yeah, no, that one baffled me. Paige Van Zant is still on the roster, right? <laughs> you know, like. Look, that one's going to come to fruition as soon as they get Dan. Uh... <laughs> oh, Dan Lambert. Yeah. Dan Lambert back. Hey, he was a good pickup. He, he I liked him. TV. Yeah, I don't know too. what anybody else was complaining about. Dan Lambert was one of the most interesting things about AEW at that time. But it's interesting that Rocky signs and, and the rumors are that, you know, Okada's coming in as well now. And, uh, you know, and that, I mean, that's not a coincidence, <laughs> um, you know, that, oh, he gets a front office job at the same time as Okada signs. It's like, it's maybe a perk, um, you know, it's like, I'll be interested if New Japan brings him back. Rocky? Yes. Well, he was, he's there, he's there right now. Yes, um, I know. He's but on I the mean, Fantastic I mean, Mania tour. I mean, I, the, anytime that there's a, uh, I mean, there has to be yeah. something, uh, there has to be like a gentleman's agreement there. Well, kind of like, I mean, from a distance and not knowing a lot of the, uh, it kind of reads like the Rossi Ogawa situation. Yes, it know? does. Yeah. Very much so. I, I think yeah. that's, that's a very good parallel. Yeah. And I now, think it's going to end up the same too. Except, you know, he's, he's got, you know, a cushy job with AW now. So good for, good for Rocky. And, let, and let he's me, getting let me, paid by CMLL and. Yeah. I mean, we're thinking one way to the other, but we'll have it the other way. What if, what if Rocky is actually the guy to help smooth relationships for the for the guys who are leaving New Japan to come back oh. at some times to do that? He's kind of, he's kind of the he's kind of the eyes and ears of New Japan, watching you know the guys that are important to them that they want to bring back as attractions occasionally. He's yeah, kind of well, their liaison, as opposed to the other way, where we think he's poaching from New Japan, which I don't well, think he is. But you know, well, no, no, like these guys, these guys are going to leave. Um, you know what this reminds me of, and they hit me this week. Um, New Japan is like ECW in the late '90s, where guys are making a name for themselves there, and then they're going to one of the big two companies, and they don't really want to leave, but they can't not leave because the money's just too good. Right. So they leave and it's, you know, and it's like, you know, like a I saw his last match with Tanahashi and, uh, and he's in tears and he's kissing the logo in the ring. And it just totally reminded me of when a guy would leave ECW, except the fans would chant, you sold out at him. And they didn't chant that at Okada, but you know, an Osprey, you know, cuts this crying promo that I promise you I'll be back someday and all this. And, you know, and it's like, these are guys that they're like graduating. It reminded me of Malenko leaving for, for WCW and Ramos stereo leaving and yeah but none uh, of those were on de- nearly good terms because that was about todd gordon taking people and being the leader. well yeah 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 but 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 paul was working both sides and getting oh yeah jobs and yeah you know so it was it was different but but it kind of just feels the same like and then you got these ecw slash njpw fans that are like well well i guess we got what's left and now we're gonna have a year of tommy dreamer and stevie richards on top and <laughs> you know sudden impact and you know and rhino <laughs> Like, you know, whoever doesn't leave. Uh, Chris is, Chetty? Uh, All right, I'm yeah, here for this. Danny yeah. Doring and Roadkill. You know? <laughs> it's like, 
Yeah. Oh, I watched all that stuff. Oh, uh, that's why a... less. Oh, good. Another and and then and then eventually he'll strike a deal with with another smaller company. It'll bring in well, you know. Oh, well, say, who is Hayabusa for a match? Taz's cousin. Oh, yeah, that was Chris Chetty. You mentioned him. that was Chris Chetty. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, the extreme rookie. Oh, super crazy. Remember him? Super uh, crazy. He know. was the extreme rookie for like five. We'll bring years. back Donnie Allen for a hit. Sure. Well, oh yeah. Well, <laughs> well, that was a little bit earlier. No, no, um, no, it's much earlier. I get that. Mikey Whipwreck, Sandman, he Whip, would leave and Whip come Rack. back. Whipwreck is the that, perfect uh, public enemy. Yeah. Will come in after getting fired for the one hundredth time. Sandman is like um, is like the Good Brothers. You know, they're just, they just they leave and they come back, and they leave and they come back. <laughs> it's like, hey, man, I just want to drink and do my match. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so interesting. Another interesting week as we uh, as we get ready for Revolution, and uh, they did. Uh, Tonight's show, I thought they did a pretty good job building for Revolution. But man, like I was putting together, and if you saw the lineup, um, you know, like when if you read the intro, you know, as you're getting ready to come watch us do this show, and and I had to put together the lineup. What a weird lineup! And and as it as the show played out, it was just as weird as it read like it was going to be. There were things um, that happened on this show that maybe you know when a dog looks at you, you go, huh? <laughs> Yeah, like I did that a couple times at the TV. It's not that it's bad. It's just like it's just weird. Weird was the word for it. I made this point last week, like the you know the chaos, and and it was good chaos. This wasn't like I don't think this show was quite as good as last week. It wasn't a bad show, I didn't think. Um, and it it did a good job of building to revolution, which is you know definitely important. Um, that show like is shaping up to be a pretty good show. But then again, like as I say that. There was one match that could be huge, you know, or could have been huge, I would say. And they just kind of announced it, like no build, no nothing, and yes. like, no reason. And uh, and we were talking no in the sense Discord. about it too. Yeah. No, we were talking in the Discord today, and uh, you know, spoiler alert, it's I'm talking about Takeshi Dan Osprey, uh, because word came out. I think it was I think Dave mentioned on Wrestling Observer, and then Sean reported it. Uh, after he listened to the observer, um, he, he sold the info for five bucks um, that uh, Osprey is uh, is going to be wrestling at Revolution. So then we were all speculating today in the Discord, who's the opponent going to be? And I'm like, well, my thought was Sammy Guevara. I thought, you know, like they just reintroduced him. He just did a promo. He's a guy that can lose. That'll have a great match with Osprey. Osprey can get a win, and it'll just, you know, mm-hmm. kind of put him on the right track. And uh, our friend uh, John Muse said, you know, I don't have any, nobody's told me anything or anything, but I feel like it might be Takeshita. And I'm like, interesting. I said, I, I, it's not a match I would do. Um, they're both stable mates. Somebody told uh, John. <laughs> Come Takeshita. on, John, give it up. Who'd you talk to? Takeshita's on, on a winning streak. He just entered the rankings. I thought they were building him up. Maybe he's going to get a TV title. Like a, a, I need a to t- explain that joke for a moment, though, Paul. Let me interrupt. Because okay. that's how I always phrase it when yeah. I don't have any sources. But maybe it's this guy. And it's Meanwhile, always because somebody told me that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I And it's possible. Um, John and I talked to some of the same people. I hadn't heard it. But, um, you know, he seemed pretty confident that that's what it was going to be. But but I was like, well, I mean, Takeshita's on a winning streak. Like, he's won eight in a row. And he just entered the rankings. And I thought, well, you know what? They might be setting him up for a, a shot at Joe or whoever comes out of Revolution as the champion. Maybe on, you know, one of the big TV shows that they got coming up after. Maybe at Big Business. And um, 
and then but no it's you know and then he's like well no you know just thinking of a good match blah blah, blah. and you know there, there's a story they could tell and you know and he john always had some good booking ideas and he, he had one for this i can't remember exactly what it was but it's definitely not what they did um <laughs> i saw i then i came up well i thought danny garcia might be a good opponent for osprey thing is you don't want to beat osprey in his first match and i really don't think you want to beat kanosuke Takeshita right now but i mean unless they're going to do a draw which i suppose is possible um they're they're going to be one of these guys and i'm not exactly sure why they made the match but they did i think i'll have an explanation when we get to it. okay all right well we'll we'll get to that but uh we started out with a match that was announced i think it was announced earlier today um I think it was that's the first time actually. i saw it it was yesterday. yesterday okay john Moxley. I, I had somebody who was going to go to the show originally and then they oh. decided not to because of this match no, no, no. They sure. just decided that it was too much trouble to go out to. Our friend Brian uh, Zalim, who uh, who subs for you on uh, Thanksgiving every year, or the last two years anyways. I don't know if I'm going to – maybe I'll ask him again this year. Who knows? It's a long way. I away. might do it this but, year. Who knows? Yeah, but he was uh, he was in he was there live because uh, yep. he was in Austin. Yeah, and uh, they always get good shows in Austin, um, or at least he tells me they are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. This is a good show. Uh, but uh, yeah, John Moxley, Dax Harwood. And this was a weird match. I mean, it was a good match. But I I think the first 13 minutes of this match, I don't think they did anything but chop each other. Like, did, did you see anything other than chops? <laughs> Kissing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dax kissed him because Mox went up to him with his hand behind his, his back. And and then, uh, yeah, then Dax kicked kissed him and then he chopped him and then he chopped him some more and it was it was weird in that i never thought they upped the intensity of the match they were doing a match and they were doing a match and they were doing moves and they do reversals and they do moves but but it never felt heated it never felt it never felt like it it amped it up like it became a fight like like if if you were gonna take a like an '80s choral area, I mean, take Dax and go make him Arn Anderson against somebody who's an equally oh. skilled brawler or something. You know what this reminded me of? You remember that Arn Anderson uh, Stephen Regal TV title match? Actually, that's not a bad comparison. It was like 20 minutes of nothing. Of nothing. Like, yeah. yeah. No, and yeah. that was what this was I mean, pretty much. I mean, I mean, I liked. I mean, I liked it. I didn't dislike yeah. it. I didn't like it though either. I just kind of watched and went. All right, when is this going to start? When is somebody going to work on a body part or something? That's what I was I waiting for, it. and I never got I, it. I'm not going to lie. I liked it. Um, th- I mean, the, they threw so many chops that I think Dax busted open his hand yes. from throwing chops. And he I didn't bleeding. hate it. I just didn't yeah. love it. That's all. They did one spot where um, Mox is on the top rope, and Dax is trying to do a superplex. Yes. And Mox is chopping him to try to get him off and Dax is trying to hold on and he's, and he's grabbing the ropes and he's holding on, and he's holding on. And the fans are totally into this. And then finally Mox knocks him off the ropes and he's on the ground. And then Mox just sits there and he sits there and he sits there. And eventually Dax just climbs back up on the ropes and gives him a superplex. I'm like, what the hell was that? But the crowd loved it. So I don't know. Um, and then, like, out of nowhere, all of a sudden, we hear 15 minutes gone, five minutes left in this match. I've never heard that other than the C2. And it was like, wow, okay, maybe they're doing a draw. And then, you know, he did a four-minute, and then a three-minute, and then a two-minute. And then uh, right around the two-minute mark, Dax hit a pile driver, Mox kicked out. 
And he goes, this is awesome. And then they go outside the ring and Dax is chopping them. And then Dax goes to get back in the ring. Mox kicks the ropes. So he crotched him. He cheated. And then he hit him with a cutter and he stomped him. And then he got a pile driver. And then Dax kicked out. And I thought that was a finish, actually. And then Mox puts on a, uh, a sleeper. And uh, I think they did the one-minute call. And then, uh, and then Dax is like fighting it off, fighting it off. And then finally he just passes out. And the rest stops it with, I think, under a minute left. And yeah, I mean, the, you know, once that five minute count came, I mean, it kind of turned into more of a match, but um, it was, yeah, it was just weird. And then, uh, yeah. And then after the match, Claudio attacked him or no, a uh, cash attacked Mox to break up because Mox wasn't going to let the sleeper go. And then Claudio made the save and the crowd was going nuts. Mox flipped off the crowd and that made them chant BCC. And then he choked out Dax again. And uh, I didn't even realize the reason they did this post-match beatdown was so that the FTR wouldn't be around later um yeah i didn't even remember it but yeah. yeah no i noticed that on your on your twitter but everything yeah. from the end of this match to the post match was weird for me and, and let me yeah. explain why they have really started doing this thing with with endings of matches where I, i'm gonna power uh no a tap out yeah 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 Yeah, and then every once in a while they just do the three yeah like yeah i'm kind of i mean it's fine that you're gonna do those types of things but it's just it's almost like you're sitting there trying to plan things and it's meta commentary on wrestling and stuff like man i hate when people do the hogan oh i'm gonna hold my hand up during the sleeper thing okay fine boom you're out bcc being presented as heels after two weeks of, oh, the invaders from CMLL are in here. They're fighting for AEW. What? I, well, they were doing that they last week. They don't know what Remember? they're doing with the BCC. We, no, we because they, want them, they want them to be Stone Cold Steve Austin, all of them. And it's just not working for me. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was it was weird. And the, the fans heels, don't know how to I, look, react. I like Shades of Grey. They're coloring both black and white at the same time with these guys. This isn't yeah. gray at all. They, they're, they're either baby faces one week and their heels the next. FTR is definitely baby faces, though. Like baby, they yes, were, yes. They FTR did. are baby faces because they've been, they've been going with Danny Garcia, Daniel Garcia for a while. That's fine. I got that part. It's the BCC part I'm not getting. Yeah. Oh, because because they're narrating them as protectors of AEW. And they're going, oh, they're the interlopers going down to CMLL. They teach those luchadors what what. What's what? They were, and here they are holding, you know, and they like, oh, and so look, if you bleed with them, you get their respect. And there's Dax bleeding with him, and, and Moxley is just being a jerk to the guy yeah, after, after yeah. the match. It, it's, it's, it, 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 it also goes against their entire continuity of what they've been saying the whole time. Moxley should be respecting Dax for beating the crap out of him for a while because that's what he's always wanted. I, I, it's just one of those things where it's like, they fl- oh, it's not even spinning a wheel. It's flipping a coin each week yeah. and whatever it lands on. They're going to go hard heel or hard baby face. There's no nuance to it at all. It's just, you know, this week your heels, this week your baby faces. Maybe you'll have two heels in there. Maybe you'll have two baby faces in there. Who knows? They brought up uh, during this match, you, you mentioned CMLL, and, and they brought up an eight-man tag that was just announced uh, March 29th. It's a long way away. In uh, Mexico City, uh, Friday night, Arena Mexico show. It's the BCC against, uh, I didn't write it down, but I know Ultimate Guerrero. Uh, Volador, Mystico. Volador, maybe Hesherico. Is it probably? Or, yeah. 
probably yeah, prob- probably those those yeah. So four and four, but they're going to be pushing this for a while. Is and uh, Hechicero is that other you said? Hechicero, I think. Hechicero. Yeah. Now the only way to watch that, that's a southern cousin from down south. Yeah. The only way to watch that, oh, I believe, you have to subscribe to the uh, CMLL YouTube channel, which I think is like twenty bucks a month. Like it's yeah, not ain't happening. Yeah, no, for one match. But I mean, you get all the matches. But um, That's yeah, nice. they're yeah. Dave talked about. Dave it will enjoy it. Yeah, Dave will tell me about whether or not to get it or not. Yeah, he'll tell me to get it, and I won't. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm sure it'll be a fun match. Danielson's wanted to wrestle in Arena Mexico for a long time, so I was surprised Danielson wasn't there tonight. I know he wrestled in Japan on the weekend, so maybe they gave him the week off. Hey, that's Arena Mexico in the end of uh, March. I might, March be able to, yeah. I might be able to do that. Hmm. Really? That's I live a... in LA. I can take a drive down. Yeah, it is definitely Danielson's dream. Oh, you know who's in there? It's not a Hechicero, it's Blue Panther. Blue yeah, Panther, uh, yeah. Jason, yeah, uh, Jason mentioned it. And I just thought of it uh before I saw him post it. Uh poor Dax can't beat anyone. Well, no, but see, I that. like I but I don't mind that. I, yeah, I don't he's mind a tag that. team guy. He's a tag team specialist wrestling yeah. singles. I don't mind that. I think that's the way it should be at times. I'm way more interested in the match next week than I was in this week's match because I think that's a match that FTR could actually win. Yeah. I'm not sure if they will, but they could. They should. And, maybe i don't know well unless mox and claudia are going to be the next tag champs which is possible um because they're in the rankings i think they're number two um they've they've got like two or three wins already this year and so i think whoever wins next week that could be the you know whoever's going to win the titles after they get vacated uh, at revolution um which actually we had some discuss well we'll we'll actually wait till we get to the buck segment to talk about this um so then we went backstage to uh, Remarkable Renee, and uh, she looked remarkable tonight. <laughs> she had a, I don't know why I always do this, but I always write down her outfits. She had a low cut, a really low cut black top and white shorts. And uh, that's all I'll say about that. You know, people she on was... this network are friends with her husband. What was that? You know, people on this network are friends with her husband. I do. Okay. I, I'm not saying anything. Just... You're ca- caveat tour, my friend. Oh, she had. I just mentioned what she was I'm wearing. I'm just warning you. Just warning I you. I just mentioned what she was wearing. That's all. Okay. No commentary. Okay. okay. Uh, so she's with Hobbs, Takeshita, and Callis. <laughs> and uh, she asked what's next for them. And Callis says, They're, we're a victim of our own success, and no one wants this man. And he points to Takeshita. No one wants this man, Paros Hobbs. So he says, but we need Takeshita on this pay-per-view. He's a, he's a star. So rather, I couldn't wait for anyone else. I had to look within my own family. And they're okay. Well, they're just gonna. He's putting these two against each other, and he's like, "Nope, uh, we're gonna put together a match that will have the world talking." Two Callis family members against each other, Takeshita versus Will Osprey, and it's gonna be the match of the century. And blah 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 blah. And Takeshita, I don't know if he understood what he said. He didn't react at all. Hobbs didn't react at all. That Hobbs, I noticed. Hobbs kind of gave it like a little eye roll, like, "All right, oh, yeah." Like, <laughs> I thought I was wrestling, but okay. Um, yeah, so yeah, Takeshita and Will Ospreay and on no build and no reason. And last time we saw them all together, Will was part of Team Callus, and I guess he still is, according to Don. Although, how many times have we seen he Don is, say but someone? I'm I'm thinking we are now going to substitute Kenny Omega for Will Ospreay. Yes. I think I, Will Ospreay is about to get turned on by Don Callis, and I think he's going to be the de facto Kenny in this entire angle. And he's going to. I wish the they guy. would just drop it because I, I'm sick of Jericho, but I think you're probably right. 
And I think it's going to, well, <laughs> it makes me wonder what they then do. Because I think. Well, because well, eventually with, you, you well, want to do Omega with Oscar Kyle again. Flet- well, then what do you do with Kyle Fletcher? Because it's one of those things where he's aligned with Osprey and the Aussie Open. Yeah, yeah. Know, they're, in, uh, they're in, well, see, Fletcher isn't with New Japan anymore. So he may have left United Empire. Right, but I mean, right. I mean, I think I think this is an easy solve. I think I think Callus comes out and goes, "You haven't been around." Yeah, you're not part of the family anymore, really. You know, you you, you do that like the week before. I think it's gonna be more the other way. Is is gonna be Osprey's gonna come in and say, "Listen, like I, I, I had a temporary alliance with you because I wanted to wrestle Jericho, but I'm not part of your family." And if you think I'm friends I'm with, with Kenny, you, I respect Kenny Omega. Yeah, la, 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 yeah, la, la. something like that, and I respect Chris Jericho. You know, I wrestled him. We, you know, we we beat the crap out of each other in Wembley, and at the end of it, we shook hands. And yeah, maybe I can't remember if they did or not. We'll see. We'll we'll see if we'll see if Osprey can carry the baby. Yeah, baby Jericho will end up teaming with Osprey. Well, yeah, by end up, I mean it'll probably be like right away. Yeah, I agree <laughs> with the emoji. Uh, not looking forward to that. But uh, yeah, so yeah, because uh, so I think, I think or... Osprey plays a good heel. I just don't know yeah. how good of a babyface promo he can be. Uh, oh, he can be a great babyface promo. I've seen it, but uh, oh, just distracted. No, something just, something just fell. I was like, all right, oh. whatever. <laughs> but but I no, I think Osprey's got going to be a babyface because I mean, for me, like the money is him going for the title at Wembley. Now you don't have to do it this year, um, although they could. But I think going into Wembley, he's got to be a babyface. Yeah. So you know, so I, I think I think he's going to be babyface coming out of this and maybe even going into it. Like I don't know when we'll see him. Probably next week. Um, there's only two and a half weeks until uh, revolution now. So um, yeah, it's got to come soon. I, I, and I wouldn't have Osprey wrestle before revolution. I would have that be his first match, but who knows? I gotta be kind of honest. I would have put this on the Boston show. Well, my idea was, and try and sell out that TD arena. <laughs> well, my idea was um, you announce Okada at revolution. You announce that he signed and his first match is going to be against Will Ospreay at Big Business in Boston. That's what I would have done. But isn't Big Business just the next week? That next Friday, uh, next Wednesday? No, no, it's a week and a half later. Okay, you got some time to build yeah. a little bit, but I mean, but I mean, it's you know, it's you get your last, you know, hardcores that want to see an Okada Osprey match. Like, yeah, but that's a travel thing. I mean, that's one of those things uh, where people might have traveled it, for it. I think I so. I mean, they? people in the Northeast. I mean, not necessarily yeah. cross country or around. They the did world. that match in San Jose and. Nobody traveled to it, and they announced it like a month ahead of time. Oh, it was New so, Japan. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I guess it <laughs> makes a difference. I get, you know, you're yeah, you're right. It does make a difference. New Japan um, of America, which yeah. always kind of does things a little half ass. New Japan, half-assed. USA. Yeah. yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Next, we got Wardlow versus someone. Didn't get an intro. They eventually mentioned his name was Barrett Brown. Adam he got an Cole intro. Did he? Oh, okay. Yeah. I must have skipped it. Okay. You were you were fast forwarding through the entrances. Yeah, I was. He didn't get an uh, entrance. He got he got he got the uh, currently got the, in the okay. ring. Oh yeah, already in the ring. His opponent. Yeah. Okay. But it was Barrett Brown. Yeah. And uh, I almost I think he's already been squashed by Wardlow before. I, I believe I recognize so. the name, but yeah. Um. Anyways, uh, he, either he, he was him, squashed by him or he was squashed in WWE. I can't remember which, but he was squashed before. Oh, if it wasn't him, it was Powerhouse Hobbs. Actually, I'll I'll, one, I'll yeah. try and look it up. Let's see. Yeah, but uh, it, the match wasn't anything. Uh, he did that cool movie does where the guy's on the top of the ropes and he hits him with the knee on the way down. Then he did a power bomb where he did like a kept him in the air for like twenty seconds before he dropped him, and that was it. Adam Cole was on commentary. He said nothing, literally. Good. And Best commentary and, he's ever done. And then when the match was over, he said, pleasure chatting with you guys. And that was it. That was all he said. I wonder um, if, his, if his mic even worked. And then he didn't do anything. No, I don't think. I think that was, the whole point was that he wasn't going to say Oh, no. He's been killed by Lance Archer, Josh Woods, and The Butcher in oh, AEW. okay. There we go. All yeah. right. I knew I'd seen him before. I Probably the Lance Archer one was the one. He yeah, probably Dynamite was... in October. Yeah, one of those deals where he dragged him from the backstage area. Yeah, yeah, up. threw him down the ramp. Uh, yeah, so this was probably nothing. in Dallas. And yeah, <laughs> not not even sure why they did this, other than probably just so Wardlow could prove that he wasn't lying when he said his knee wasn't hurt. Uh, wearing a brace and very heavily uh, taped, so that oh, okay. that was interesting. I mean, it's at least yeah. a little unstable, so they're worried about it. But uh, just to keep I mean, the monster in everybody's mind. Yeah, and he can. Yeah, and he's eventually. I mean, I think he's probably four and zero now. I mean, he's although be in the it made no sense he was here and then didn't come out later during the whole Orange Cassidy debacle. Oh, we'll get to that. I mean, yeah. Um, continue that match. Continue. Uh, yeah. Uh, earlier today, the Bucks arrived in our private jet. They get off the jet, and uh, Matt asked Nick. Matt, sorry, Matthew. I, I don't want to get fined. Matthew asked Nicholas, "Are you ready to work?" And uh, and I don't know if he answered them. And then they they left their private jet and they got into a, a limo. Uh, now they have soul patches instead of uh, goatees. And they're wearing the white suits that they were wearing when they attacked Sting last week. And they're still covered in Darby's blood, which mm-hmm. they wrestled on Rampage. The, the I don't know if you saw it, but the the suit, I mean, the blood was bright red still. Like it, it was right after the, the attack. So um and uh and nick wrestled the whole match with his hat on um in on rampage and uh yeah it was uh they beat a couple jobbers and then uh this week they beat a couple more jobbers um wow we'll we'll get to that (laughs) no i just we'll get to it uh but yeah this is this is cute i guess um taz noting that the plane had wi-fi made me laugh for some reason i don't know know why how did he know? Because yeah, it probably had the symbol inside the uh, inside oh, the inside okay. the uh, plane that he saw. Um, God bless Taz. I loved corporate simp Taz yeah. during this time. Uh, oh yeah. For all yeah. for all my complaints about him over the weeks, I, I... <laughs> well, he's mad because uh, didn't he? He suggested uh, he. I, I, this was during the match. He suggested he had been fined at one time, I believe. No, because he suggested a new name for the for them for Matthew and Nicholas. He said you should call yourselves the EVP Bucks. And that was so said, terrible. That was so I got, terrible. I got fined twenty five hundred dollars just for suggesting it. As well, he should have. 
which is fifteen hundred dollars more than Tony got fined for like slamming them on. Oh, look, that that name was so bad he should have been fined more. But there's no rhyme or reason to these guys. Well, they're heels. Uh, the tag match, Cryon called them Matthew and Nicholas Jackson, not the Young Bucks. Yeah, except, but it did say Young Bucks on the on the contract on the well on the small screens, yeah, not the big ones. So okay. they're they're just reminding they're you slowly transitioning, the, I guess. Yes. They'll always be the young transitioning. bucks. Okay. Yeah. They'll always be the young bucks to me. Oh well, they still have the um they still have the Vince mustaches on the cryon too. You notice that? They're quickly becoming generation me. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh good. Oh, uh, what were their names? Jeremy and uh and uh Max. Yeah, right? Sure. Max and Jeremy Jackson. I'm not or, a no, TNA Max and Jeremy historian. Buck. Max yes. and Jeremy Buck. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I'm a TNA historian too. Uh, all right. Next we got to, oh my God. Okay. So Adam Copeland and Daniel Garcia. Wait, are we just, did, did you already go through the match? Is that what you decided to do here? No, the match didn't happen yet. Oh, okay. Later. Yeah. I thought um, they regularly went from the plane and then, and then no, they started no, the no, match. No, okay. no, 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 no. Uh, so <laughs> no, they arrived from later. They arrived in the limo and they go right to the, ah, thank you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so Adam Copeland, and Daniel Garcia. Now, I was first alerted to this match. Someone posted something in a Facebook group. Actually, it was Brian, our, our guy I mentioned earlier. And he's all excited, I guess, because he's going to be there and he's going to get to see this match. And I, <laughs> when I saw this match, I was not excited. I was like, okay, you know, like Adam Copeland is going to beat somebody else. And, uh, you know, Daniel Garcia, I'm like, why is he wrestling for a TNT title shot? You know, like he hasn't had any wins. I guess he got one on collision, which I hadn't seen yet. Um, he beat, uh, I don't remember who he beat, but uh, it was somebody who he was going to beat. you know, like it was, you know, somebody lower than him. And, um, and then uh, he comes out and he challenges Copeland. And he says like, I know about the rankings. I got to work my way up. You're number three. So if I beat you, I deserve a title shot, blah, blah, blah. It's like, whatever. It's the same old shit. You want to call this a match for a TNT title shot? You know, Garcia's been winning a lot lately. He's on these six-man teams that are winning. Fine. I'm, I'm cool with that. You don't need rankings. So anyways, it's it's Adam Copeland, and he's going to, you know, he's going to beat another young guy. And they have this match. Matt Menard's on commentary. Uh, Excalibur called him the Quebecois Alex Abrahantes. Taz asked him, if, are you his personal hype man? And Matt's like, yeah, kind of. And uh, so they start, and uh, they were wrestling a really fast pace early. And the fans are chanting, let's go, Adam, let's go, Danny. And and uh, and slowly they started to churn more towards Garcia. And I think it happened when he had uh, Copeland's legs tied up, and and he did, he did his dance on uh, Copeland's <laughs> body, and the fans loved that. And, uh, and then right after that, Copeland got out, and he did a shoulder breaker, and uh tossed him into the into the turnbuckles and it was and then he got some booze and uh and not only that we're five minutes in this is right before the commercial and he's sucking wind like they they were oh, yeah. they were they were starting at a fast pace and it was too fast for him so they come back from the break and the crowd's dead and usually that's a sign that the match is kind of not great and uh but you know as as garcia because they were dead because copeland was on the offense but every time garcia got on the offense, they would, you know, they would get behind him or when he was doing his baby face comeback. So he's working over the leg. He did a dragon screw leg whip off the top rope onto uh, Copeland. He did another one on the mat later. And Excalibur did a good job. He pointed out, you know, this is to set up the dragon tamer. And uh, Garcia eventually got him into an STF. They got to their feet, trading elbows. 
Um, and uh, they Edge goes to the top. He gives him an avalanche impaler. He landed on his shoulder. He looked to the crowd to fire up, and the crowd boos. And then he goes to set up a spear, and uh, he goes for the spear. And I thought, okay, this is the finish right here. And Garcia got a boot up. And then he jackknife pinned him, and Edge kicked out. And then Edge goes into the STF. And I thought, okay, here's the pin, and uh, it's going to be over. <laughs> and young Nick Wayne shows up, and he interferes for the DQ. Or so I thought. The announcers were very clear to point out over and over and over again, this is not a DQ. This was a no contest. So Garcia did not win. I don't know why. I guess Edge was just not going to put this guy over uh, because, I mean, that's a DQ. Like, I'm sorry. But they I actually thought no they might, might have been setting up a three-way, but the problem with yeah. that is they, I, I think they put out Edge so he wouldn't have to be in Greensboro. Even though he's a North oh. Carolina guy, I don't, I don't, I don't know the sense of that necessarily. Maybe so it could be Garcia acting at Greensboro, gig. and then, and then, uh, yeah, I just looked to make sure, and yeah, cage match has his no contest as well. Um, Copeland, I don't know why that wasn't no DQ though, or why that wasn't a DQ, like because they're 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 not being narratively consistent, and they needed it somehow. Yeah, Twan Mack points out he's seen that finish in AW a bunch. I'm not sure a bunch. They don't do a lot of these kind of finishes. Like if they had, um, it, like like the way to do the no contest is you have both guys come out at. I think I think maybe the timing was off a little bit. Luchasaurus was a little bit behind. I think you need to attack both guys at once, and then it becomes a no contest because the first guy you hit should be the DQ. Yeah. Type of thing. Well, and especially in this case where you know yeah. like it's very clear. Like he's not. It, it, it just seems Garcia. weird to me because 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 everything to me screamed that that they're going that they were going to set this up for a three way, which I think we have way too many trios matches on this Greensboro car to begin with. Well, it's but, funny because Garrett in our Discord made that joke. He's like, "Oh, maybe they'll maybe Garcia'll uh, maybe they'll do a double DQ or something, and and it'll be a three way, and we can have just all three ways on the show." And he was laughing like. Maybe somebody told but him that's something. that's always his out. That's always Tony's out is to do a three way, yeah. do a multi man. So, but Edge not being on a card in North Carolina when he lives in North Carolina is kind of weird. Yeah, but this, I mean, it sure looked like a write off. I can't it looked like a write off to me too. That, and, but and, then and, again, and, they did this once before, and he was back. Like it was right before the last pay per view, actually. And well, I thought, how oh, many, how no many weeks? To, how many weeks do we have? Three, two and a half, two, two and, and a half. half. That's a quick recovery. Yeah. from from a concerto but they do but this they, now they they they, they, they never milk it for for oh man he has been put out for 6 months or something like that you know if they were just going to do the garcia match you would have just said it was a dq and garcia yes. wins and then that's yeah. how he gets a match with christian yeah and then, um, and then and then copeland's upset yeah and then maybe copeland gets added to the match later or he gets him after greensboro yeah. but yeah. yeah it was just a weird like i didn't like the finish at all um Edge heals faster in AW. Oh, heals as in okay. He means like recovers. <laughs> no, yeah, he he's also spell. healing he pretty fast That's too fine. because yes, the fans yes. think he's a heal now. No, uh, no, but, there, there's WWE healing powers going on. Always have been. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the fans were starting to turn on him in this match, and or I I don't know if it's turning on him or they just really like Garcia. Probably the latter. I don't think they don't. I don't think they dislike Edge. Um, I think they just really are getting into Garcia. Boy, you know what else I'm thinking though? Maybe I'm thinking match? no. Well, no, I'm thinking this this becomes Christian versus Garcia in Greensboro. Oh, oh and then Edge and Edge comes in. out to make the save, 
but he turns on Garcia. Oh, man. Oh, Christian, you knocked some sense into me with that concerto. I've been wrong this entire time. Those fans, oh. they were booing me while I was in the Garcia match. Oh, I, I should point out uh, the post-match. Um, so Nick yeah. Wayne and uh, Killswitch are double-teaming Garcia. Christian wandered out and uh, pulled out two chairs from under the ring, but Taking Menard stopped him. sweet-ass time. Oh, he stick up his ass. That's what yeah. I love about him. <laughs> yeah, and while the attack's going on. And uh, Menard uh, went to stop him, but uh, Killswitch closed on him from behind. Christian rolls into the ring with two chairs. I wrote down where's FTR, and I made the mistake of tweeting that, and then I was reminded that they were laid out earlier in the show. Uh, but Adam Copeland made the save with a chair, and uh, Christian was cowering in the corner, and he's about to get hit, but Mother Wayne low-blowed Edge. And now we got a three-on-one beatdown on Edge, and uh, Nick Wayne hit Wayne's World on him. Killswitch just clobbered him with a clothesline to the neck. <laughs> yeah, that was brutal. Between that one and the one to Daddy Magic, that was uh, yeah. something. Yeah, uh, fans are chanting "fuck you, Christian," but quickly switched it to a more PG chant of "Christian sucks." And uh, Edge gave him a concerto, set it up forever. I noticed that Wayne had a shirt that's probably not going to sell too many copies, or I don't know, maybe it will. But it said, "Christian, Christian is my, my father." father. <laughs> yeah, I laughed. Yeah, uh, maybe this means Christian versus Garcia at the pay per view. I pointed. Uh, Christian posed with the belt, and he had his boot on Edge. Then he kicked the dirt on the body. Like, uh, who was it that used to do that? Tito Ortiz? No, he did the shoveling. He did the shovel. It was somebody else that uh, would do the uh, kicking the dirt on the body kind of thing when they. Yeah, I, I, I remember that. Yeah, it was. Yeah. He he turned around and kind of do the chicken thing with the, with yeah. the feet. Yeah. Uh, Shivani said that uh, no one's coming out to save Edge because they're petrified of this crew. And uh, they left, and uh, Garcia eventually shows up in the ring and was hanging over Edge. So at at the very way this closed, it felt like it might be a three-way, which I'm hoping it's not, but it probably is. Because I think they're, you know, well, maybe that's just so Garcia can take the pin. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but I, I kind of like your idea of, uh, I mean, I don't like it, but I kind of see. It feels that, like this is the catalyst for the, for yeah. the Edge turn, or uh, yeah. Copeland turn. And he'll probably blame the fans. You booed me against Garcia. You cheered. I think they actually did cheer uh, for, you know, one more time or something. Like, Or no, you know what? No, no. Christian got a ton of heat. There was another point here. I can't remember. Oh, you know what it was? It was uh, it was when uh, Matt Taven later on put Orange Cassidy through a table, and then they chanted one more time. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but not this time. No, they – they Christian gets good heat. Like, it's, yes. it's – yeah, it's, it's heel heat. Uh, next, we got a great segment, I thought, and I'm sure you liked it too. Samoa Joe uh, comes to the ring for an interview. He's in the, he's in his suit. My name's Samoa Joe. I stand here proudly as your AW World Champion. That's like his catchphrase now. Tonight, I come with the spirit of apology. I reenacted a ranking system. I thought he was going to apologize the for the ranking. spirit of apology is just such a... Yeah. I thought he was going to... If he would have apologized for bringing on the rankings... I would, he'd have been my hero for life. But he said, I did this to ensure that only the very best uh, victims were here to destroy. Everything was going so well when last week Hangman Page and Swerve Strickland battled tooth and nail for 30 minutes to a draw. Fans booed that. He said, somehow I thought the championship committee would kick them to the back of the line, but instead they took a, a page out of the Texas playbook and made it bigger, <laughs> bigger and dumber. And dumber. <laughs> I howled at that line. <laughs> yeah. We reward mediocrity in this company. At Revolution, I True. find myself in a three-way match. 
a crime has been committed against me and there must be repercussions. So now you're going to send your two brightest stars into the ring against me and I'm going to hurt them. They may walk in, but they'll limp out. I stand here, AW world champion, and there's nothing anyone can do about that. Great promo. So yes. out comes Swerve and Nana. Nana's dancing and the fans are chanting Swerve's house. And then they get quiet because they actually want to hear what Swerve has to say. And he says, Joe, when we started this whole thing, this wasn't supposed to be personal. As we inch closer to revolution, the more you run your mouth, it's becoming personal. When you won the AW title, you said that. And at this point, he stops. And the crowd laughed. And I, I don't know what was going on. Uh, he... uh, no, somebody uh, somebody in the pause yelled something. And I remember reading oh, what it was. And, okay. and, and, it, and it popped the crowd and it broke okay. swerve. Gotcha. And so he had to recover for a moment. Gotcha. Okay. So it was something off camera. It, yeah, it wasn't terribly funny, but it was clever type of a thing. Okay. I forgot what it was, but I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can find it again. Okay. Well, it's fine. I just, I was curious of what happened there, but <laughs> no, he but says, I like the completionist stuff. He says the new championship protocol with your reputation and your resume. You also said that hunger is what defines the great. I'm on my way to becoming one of the greatest of all time. No one out hustles me. No one outworks me and no one out grinds me. Check my resume and put some respect on it. 15 years in this business, I've been grinding up and down in this industry in the hopes that one day someone looks at Swerve and says, you might go down as one of the best currently. Maybe one day. Well, this year I've proven exactly that, and today is that day. I've gone toe-to-toe with former world champions and toe-to-toe with some of the best legends that AEW has to offer. Same thing, same result. I'm left standing, and these people are left with one phrase. Whose house? Swerve's house. At Revolution, nothing changes except how so behaved when you say that. I love I you know. for it. <laughs> and that will be above my head. Who's out? Okay. Yeah, no, somebody somebody heckled what he say oh, when okay. he did that and then popped. What he say? Okay. Yeah. So yeah, good promo from Swerve after the recovery. That, I thought it was that, soft. I thought this well, promo okay. was soft as hell. I I, it was say, still a little bit too baby facey for me for, for what I didn't Swerve's say great. Okay. I said good. Okay. The, I one thing I did you said like, great, but that's no, okay. I said good. Okay. Oh, I thought I said good. Anyways, well, maybe. um, one thing I didn't. There was one thing that okay, the wording, the phrasing didn't make sense. At one point, he says like, he says grinding up and down this industry in the hopes that one day someone looks at Swerve and says you might go down as one of the best currently. That was just like kind of jumbled words, but um, when he talks about fifteen years, it made him seem older than he actually feels like he should be. You know what I mean? Like. He feels like he just started like a couple of years ago. And I don't know if telling people you've been doing this for 15 years is necessarily the best. But... It's not that it's, it's, it's the, it's a, he's, he's coming from it from a place of weakness to me when okay. he's been strength this whole time. I mean, he should be in there. Not even, not even kowtowing or bending the knee to Joe, just saying, I'm going to take your title. Yeah. I'm the I baddest man this. here. I earned and this. Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. Oh, take a look at my resume and see if I match up for this job, sir. I saw it on well, LinkedIn. And, you know, it's like, and he's like, I've been, crap? I've been fighting all through this industry to get people to re- notice me and like, yeah, no, and no, give me no, something. No, yeah. no, yeah. nobody cares. You're, you're the star here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, you're not, the, that, okay, you're that's... not the baby underdog. You're the guy who walked into Nick Wayne's house and made him bleed. You're the guy yeah. who broke into Hangman's house and and threatened his child who wasn't there. What is yeah. this crap? <laughs> this was you're the guy that walked down Hangman as he was like busting you open. Yes. You know, like yeah. You're so, the guy growling at him this at Hangman this entire time, and and then Hangman comes out. 
yeah, speaking of Hangman, he shows up and, he, and gets he, the he, crap boot out of him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's the major heel. And he says, hold on, hold on. First, I want to set the record straight. After last week's match, I wasn't mad. You're right. So when you're writing your reports, I think he was talking to me. Yeah, he don't was talking say, to us. Yeah. yeah. Don't say I was mad. Last week was horseshit. That sounds like he's mad. Um, he said, I signed a contract for a match to determine a number one contender. The winner for that match became the number one contender, and he couldn't do it. He had 30 minutes, and he couldn't do it. And if it were up to me, the match at Revolution, it would be between two men who value and respect that championship and everything it stands for. He's saying to Samoa Joe at this time. But unfortunately, I don't make the matches, and it looks like you've been added to this match. <laughs> to swerve. You've been added. I, I love that. He says, look me in the eyes when I say this. After everything you've done to me, you don't deserve one second of my time. You don't deserve for me to give you five more minutes because you couldn't get the job done. And you don't deserve to be in this championship match. Now, this is a great heel promo from, from uh, Hangman, even though the heel thinks he's a baby face. Um, but the, the fans, like, hate him. And, yes. I mean, he's he's gone from Bret Hart before reuniting with the Hart Foundation, and now he's, like, full-on delusional, you know, like, just completely out to lunch, but thinks everything he says is true, even though none of it is. Um, and and it's, it's I like not it. a lie if you believe it. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not even sure if he believes it, but he's sure doing a good doesn't job. Matter. I, 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 I actually kind of liked him in this segment, to be honest. Yeah, with you. yeah. more than swerve, even. But yeah, but but then Joe with the wisdom of yeah. Solomon. Joe just stole the show. He, yes. he tells him tells him to back up. He says this walking domestic dispute ends tonight. You're not gonna pin. You're not gonna pin him, and you're not gonna pin him. I'm whipping both your asses at Revolution, and and he leaves, and the fans chant Joe, Joe, Joe. Yes, and he <laughs> stole Swerve's crowd from him. It was yes, amazing to watch. I yeah. I watched it because I, I know there was a giant Swerve contingent in that audience. You know, uh, Cameron Hawkins and his boys were in there. I think one of him was one that yeah. heckled him and stuff. Yeah, they were. Everybody was all in on Swerve until Joe just came in and goes, "I'm going to kick both your asses." Leaves. Boom. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And the greatest and I, champion ever. I think I my tribal I, chief. <laughs> I think Joe pins Hangman. I, I think that's what happens in the. In I the am scene. fine with that. Yeah, he's got to keep the belt. Um, Please I, keep the belt. He's the best thing in this company. Although I, you know, I could, I could listen to Swerve winning and then keeping it until Wembley and then losing it to Will, but uh, yeah, you know, I, I don't. That'll be a better it. match. I mean, I mean, you can always, yeah, you'd always have one of these TV, uh, yeah, events where Swerve takes the title, especially if there's one in the Northwest before Wembley. Yeah, yeah, you could do that, and then just a quick title, quick title run, and drops it to maybe. Will. Yeah, yeah, or to, or Will could lose the first Will, one. Will, then, Will can afford to lose in Wembley, but he can be and, presented as a big star. And then uh, do do the Cody thing and and yes. go the next year and then win it the next year and Wembley. No, no, no. Then Vince comes into book and he <laughs> refuses to give it to Will Ospreay. <laughs> yeah, and Cody okay. comes into AEW and goes, "Finish the story, Will. Finish your oh, story." Oh yeah, Will will get to Cody. He's the set. He's the. We're going to talk of. Thing. We're going to talk about Cody tonight. He was brought up on the show. Oh. Um. So uh, we got. Oh, yeah. So I had my finger ready on the fast forward button because it was the Tony Storm movie, and I thought, okay, this is going through the commercial. No, 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 <laughs> this this aired, and yes. uh, I mean, it was a promo. 
I mean, that's all it was. It wasn't a, it wasn't a, a movie. Um, so it, the movie was called Wet Ink. And uh, she says, what does this tattoo remind or tattoo remind me of? Tattoo, it reminds yes. me of a girl I felt sorry for, a naive Anita young girl. She had, she had my pity. She was my young girl. I showed her the ways. I put her in Japan. I helped her sign a contract. She suckled on the teat of my talent. And as she's talking, it looks like she's getting her tattoo removed. But I think it was just like altered because it, it was two, young, two little ducks, I think. And now it's one duck, I think. I, I'm not 100% positive. But she said, somewhere along the way, you forgot who you were. You thought you were the star instead of an extra. You want the old Tony Storm? You'll get that and so much more. So what do you do when you can't change the past? You kill it. And then they showed the tattoo. And uh, yeah, so I don't know if I missed something there. Did you catch what was going on? The faces when it's like suckled at the teeth and they're all looking oh. at each other like, ouch, ooh, yeah, that kind of yeah. thing. Uh, Tony Storm is is doing an old time movie person who's trying to uh, get around the Hayes Code. Okay. Which I, I enjoy. That's that was the name of the codes I was trying to think of. Earlier, oh, so, so where they're trying to like do naughty stuff. Everything, not... everything is a double entendre with her. Okay, okay, or double entendre if you want to go that route. Uh, but yes, um, I like Diana's promo afterwards. Yes, yes, <laughs> it's so the best they... thing they did with her since she's coming to this company. Absolutely. So they go back to Renee. And uh, and her and Dion are like having a hard time, like keeping a straight face. And uh, but she asks her, you know, she asks her for a reaction. And uh, and she said, Tony Storm is what my family would call a, a yakayon. I, I think that's what she said. Uh, basically, it's someone who talks too much. Well, Tony, I'm going to break your arm, bitch. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> yeah. I, I stood up and applauded from my couch. Did you just do that on your own t- thing no no it, uh, it uh <laughs> i think i think uh i think uh, the uh the 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 software finds oh. like thumbs up and stuff like that but i'll do it again oh if you're watching on video yeah yes. oh, here we go. there we thumbs are up. Yay! send this to jeremy finestone to send me. out to the channel it's not I, I, for the me. first time Yay! i do it no yeah oh, i think it's just my macbook that does it only it. works for you oh well yes uh yeah so <laughs> All right, I, let me try this this is fun. Ooh, well, is. Oh, here we <laughs> rain. <laughs> I, uh... What do we got? Do you hear this? Yes. Okay. This is like when uh, James and uh, Kevin on their last show. Oh, thoughts up to James. Yes. And and an fu to. Uh... A certain AEW wrestler that I won't name who has uh, not done their cameo yet. Oh, okay. How did I lose this background? I can't. Oh, well. I can't. You can also get balloons. I wonder how. Stop. All right, let's I move on. I, I'm trying. I don't know what happened to our background. Oh, well. I screwed it up. Someone's going to have to fix it. <laughs> I can't. Oh, well. Uh, anyways, this is what happens when I play with the uh, effects. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, this was good. And uh, it sets up their match that they're having at uh, Revolution. <laughs> so, here's where the limo arrived with Matthew and Nicholas. Yes. And uh, Taz was sucking up to him. And uh, Taz tells Tony, you know, you better smarten up or you might lose your job. 
and uh, they got a new entrance video and a new new music theme. Um, someone said it might be Succession. I don't. I watched Succession, but I don't remember it. Oh, here we go. I got our background back. Um, is uh, is it Succession theme? Do you know? I didn't watch Succession. Oh, okay, okay. Someone in the chat maybe will. Tell I had no interest in Succession. Oh, it's one of those oh. shows that everybody says they watch, but only about a million people really did. I no, I definitely watched it, but oh, I probably skip, I probably skipped the the credits. Okay. Um, you know, I thought it was just it, a piano version of their other Young Bucks song, but that's okay. Oh, it could be, but I think it's meant to sound like Succession, whether that's it is fine. or not. So we got the match, anyways. Uh, Young Bucks and Top Flight. Uh, so they don't like Justin's intro, so they make him introduce them as Executive Vice Presidents Nicholas and Matthew Jackson, and uh, it's them against Top Flight. They're they said they were company by Action Andretti, but I don't remember seeing him out there. I don't think he actually was. Um, no. They, they did say he was, though. Um, so the match starts, and the very first thing you hear is the crowd chanting, Young Bucks. Young Bucks, Young Bucks, Young Bucks. And I'm like, they didn't get the memo, or they didn't watch Dynamite last week. It's probably that they didn't watch Dynamite last week, to be honest. Uh, not a lot of people did. Um, but uh, they by the end of this match, they were you know they knew the Bucks were heels. And uh, Nicholas went to the announcers right away, scolded him for not respecting them. Uh, these guys wrestled the whole match in their suits. They did nothing, um, like absolutely nothing in this match. Top Flight were wrestling. We were talking off air, and uh, I compared it to what was the one we finally settled on? We uh, settled on like the, the the Midnight Express fighting like a Sam Houston and uh, another like. Uh, yeah, like, like Italian stallion or something like yeah, that. Yeah, or or you know, if you want to go WWF, it'd be like demolitioning and demolition the versus stallions. the young stallions. Yeah, yeah. So it was basically like the heels that do very little, and they they show ass and they cheat, and so I like I love the Midnight Express parallel in that one because that's what they would do, and they would also have their manager at ringside. I was thinking about this. I thought this match might have been a little bit wrong, and I'll I'll tell you why. Okay, Top Flight should have gotten a lot closer to beating the young bucks and then the bucks get frustrated and then do the cheap shot and then pin them well i think because yeah. top top lights ranked so yeah. so what they should have done is they should have they should have made that crowd believe as much as he could and they should have plotted this match around making you believe that top light was going to win this match the rankings are a joke no, I get that. But if we're going to do them and we're going to put them in play here, and the whole reason the Bucks then declared themselves the number one contenders is that they beat a ranked team, then yeah. then let's go all the way with it. Let's 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 get put the heat on the Bucks as having an undeserved win against a ranked team, and well, then they insert themselves as number one contenders to the well, tag I think, team titles. I think by the end of it, that's actually what we got. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I, I never believed Top Flight was going to win this match. No, nobody did. But but well, I mean, no, no. Did, but you know what I mean. They didn't have the yeah. offense to do it. It was just it was a top flight match. Uh, if you're watching on video, I'm gonna put this up here in a second. But um, this this is gonna really work when I what happened last time I tried to do this. Uh, here we go. Overlay. Uh, there we go. AW rankings. All right. Here we go with the rankings. Just so everyone knows what we're talking about. Uh, and so for the tag team rankings, uh, Sting and Darby, number one contenders, Ricky and Big Bill, number two, Claudio and John Moxley, number three, Top Flight, number four, Private Party, who just beat Top Flight twice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and FTR is number five uh, entering the rankings. 
Uh, and uh, yeah, if you're watching a video, you can see some of the other rankings here. Uh, we got co-number one contender, Swerve and Hangman, even though Swerve was number one, drew with Hangman, and somehow that makes Hangman the co-number one contender. These rankings are a joke. The Hardys and Mark Briscoe are uh, ranked as in the trios division. I'm not sure they've had a match. Dark Order is ranked number five. I'm pretty sure they haven't. But anyways. Um, so, yeah, I think like the idea was that they got an undeserved win and they're going to take the uh, top flight spot in the rankings. And I'm sure that's what's going to happen. So the, the, the they got a number of near falls. Um, and then eventually uh, what happened was Nick uh darius took a tag ddt map for two nick broke it up darius hit a spanish fly for two nick dropped darius on the well they called it darius on the outside but it was actually dante yes. matt got his foot on the ropes to do a pin rick knox caught him so as matt is arguing with rick knox or sorry nick is arguing with rick knox uh matt low blows uh darius just brutalized him with with a shot to the nuts and then he walked over like power walked and and tagged in nick nick comes in they do the evp trigger and uh and they get the win and uh that was your and this is new your intuit turbo tap intuit turbo tax move of the night <laughs> they're getting they're getting paid as uh i'm sure that was well after your heart <laughs> so the match was the match i mean it was not a young bucks match it was kind of a bad match but it was meant to be i mean it, not bad but it wasn't meant to be a Young Bucks match. It was meant to be a story match, and it was. Well, it was meant to be a showcase for Top Flight, and it wasn't. Really. Okay, if you want to say that, yeah. Well, I, I mean, don't think the one's this taking was... the loss. You need to at least give them something on the way out. Theoretically, you're right, but I don't think that was the plan. No, it wasn't. Yeah, that's but what I'm I mean, saying. see, you could have gotten a lot more heat on them as opposed to, say, the Shivani segment, but okay, fine, yeah. we'll go with it. Yeah, I mean, if this was a better team, like, you know, if they had a babyface team with some credibility, which they don't. No, they don't. Um, no, I mean, FTR, but you're not yes. going to have FTR do this. Like, that 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 would kill them. Um, that's the problem, right? Like, this is going to kill any team, so you might as well get a team that's already dead. Dark Order. Um, yeah, <laughs> Dark Order would have worked. And honestly, for storyline, it would have worked, too. And, you know, you could have had that awesome thing where, you know, like John Silver and Alex Reynolds do that finisher that they that always pops the crowd and 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 that would have got a great near fall and and yeah yeah they go through that entire segment and then just just yeah. a field goal kick right into alex reynolds well and they were ranked um yeah. and then i i think they lost to oh yeah they lost a non-title match to uh um to big bill and ricky starks and they fell right out of the rankings yeah. so they went from number two to out of the rankings by losing to the champions that doesn't quite seem fair but Anyways, um, so this sets up an interview, and uh, Tony Schiavone's in the ring. Crowd booed them. Uh, Matt says, we're undefeated this year, Nicholas, and uh, I think we are the unbeatable tag team in AEW, and I have reason to believe that after beating a tag team, the quality of those guys, great team. And they clap, and he says, it's safe to assume we're the number one contenders. Uh, but be, the, be that, or the, Tony says, be that as it may, Sting is not here. And then they've got a graphic. That says they're the number one contenders. And uh, Tony says he's not here because of the despicable, heinous act. And then Matthew interrupts him. And uh, Nicholas gets real mad. And he said, this is breach of contract. You're publicly disparaging the company's EVPs. This is unprofessional and Bush League, and you know it. That's a $1,000 fine. And then uh, Tony's all mad. And he's like, do you have a problem with that? You heard me. 
And then he shoulder shoved him, knocked him to the ground. Matthew says, I'm sorry, Tony. My brother's a bit of a hothead. And he says, we love you. And he says, but don't let it happen again. And then they, he, they slowly start to pick him up, but they've got him in position for the EVP trigger. And the crowd is gasping. Oh, no, they're not going to do this to Tony. Uh, but then uh, they're uh, setting up to get him out. And then out comes Darby. And he's got Sting's bat. And the Bucks bailed. And uh, and then uh, then he's going to do his promo. But before I recap his promo, you got anything to say about the Bucks promo? Or should I just keep going? I liked the Bucks part in this. I was... I have no problem with attacking an announcer for heat either, but uh, I like that it was stop. But yes, get to this promo. All right, I love this promo. What? For the most part. For the most. Okay. Part. Okay. We we we'll, we'll talk about that. Okay. So he says, "Shut the music, young bucks." Uh, here's a reminder to you guys. What was your original mission statement of AEW? You were going to change the world. You know, when I was homeless, I begged you guys for a job, but I had to sit by and watch your shit friends get hired. All your North North Car- North California boys. He said, but thank God there is an EVP with a sense of brains. And I'm not talking about Kenny Omega. And here's where the crowd chanted Cody, um, which is who he was talking okay, about. Okay, I misheard that though. I thought I thought he said oh. it was Kenny Omega, but never mind. No, no, Go ahead. he said it, I'm not talking about Kenny Omega. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. And then he says, you know, you did an interview last year why you re-signed to AW. What did you say? You said you resigned because the travel schedule is light and the money is good. It's no longer about changing the world. I thought this was all elite wrestling. It's all friendship wrestling. The very first episode of Dynamite, I wasn't on it. You know who was? Brandon Cutler. And then they're they're looking at each other. Hey, you know, he's a good wrestler. And he's like, I don't know what kind of tussles you guys got into at homeschool, but you want to be in Sting's final match? I don't think you guys understand what you got yourselves into. A man who has nothing left to lose. Well, he's got the tag belt. Uh, you young bucks, Darby Allen and Sting, the AW Tag Team Championship, and then Matt's like, "You want it? We can pull some strings." And then Darby says, "It's showtime." And then Excalibur said, "The match is made." Um, you know what? As I recap it, maybe I didn't like it as much as I thought I did because there was a lot of holes okay. in this promo. <laughs> I didn't like the line about hiring your California friends. Now we know about that stuff, but it's. It's too, it's again, it's office politics. It's Darby going into the office politics. Well, that's their, to be fair, that's their gimmick. It's their gimmick, but it, it, again, it's it's death for me. It, yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, I mean, you didn't like me and somebody else. It's like, okay. This is the, you know what? You hired your California friends, and it's like, okay, fine. They hired Cutler and they fired SEU, they hired SEU and, and Jungle Boy. Jungle, Boy. Jungle Boy was considered part and, of the California connection. And Luchasaurus and all them. Yeah. I just, I, that just, that rubbed me the wrong way. It really did. And I, I, you know, I like the, uh, I, I like the premise that, hey, money has changed you guys. From the original yes. thing, of yeah, the yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. That's that a that's a good. that's a strong premise. That's all you need. I don't know why he brought up the first episode of Dynamite and Brandon Cutler. Like, what does that have to do with anything? Because Cutler's part of this crew. He is, Cut- but it was five but years. He's also, ago. yeah, but he's also playing it a little bit on Twitter. That's the so thing. He's, so he's mad that five years ago he didn't get to be on the first episode of Dynamite. Yes. Like, okay. I mean, I don't know why, but he is. Yeah, I remember. They booked a match. I think it was on one of the shows before the first episode of Dynamite. And it was Darby Allen against Cody Rhodes. And I remember at the time, why the hell is Cody Rhodes wrestling Darby Allen? Like, I, because I had no idea who Darby Allen was. And I'm like, you know, why are they doing this? And then, you know, they, 
they ended up like having, I think they went to a 20 minute draw and it was like, Oh shit. Like Darby's a guy I got to keep an eye on now. And uh, so like that is, uh, it's what I remember, but I don't remember the first episode of dynamite. And I'm not sure why they needed to remind me, but yeah, I guess you're right. Now, too- now how should the books respond to this? Cause I was thinking about that. I'm thinking if they, if, if, we're, if we're going heavy into the, uh, their EVP thing, it should be very, uh, it's a cosmetic business kid. And look at you. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Thing. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I, I don't know. I just, I want it out of, I want it out of it being plausible. Type if of there thing. was still a BTE, you'd be seeing some skits where they'd be writing themselves to win the match. Yes. You know, um, which I, I wouldn't like. No, 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 no. And they can't do that on TV. No. Uh, well, I mean, they could, but they better not. But Cutler's um, eventually going to get introduced as a character. But here, here's the thing, that, though. That's my Again. theory. Because, well, he's act, well, let me explain also, because I don't think you've seen the joke, is he's acting as kind of a press liaison on Twitter. Oh, no, I saw the thing where he, he did a tweet about how sources say that yes. uh, the yeah. locker room is not happy with Eddie Kingston and Adam Copeland. Yes. Um, you know, among other things. Um, yes. Okay. So the one thing, I'll go back to this again. The rankings. This whole thing did not need the rankings. No. Like you know, like the whole build here was the Bucks beating up Sting and Darby, and now Sting and Darby. Well, they already did the match. Like they basically announced the match like four weeks ago. But In fact, they didn't. Man- need, they didn't need the match to be number one contenders. They should have just declared themselves number one contenders. Exactly. Yeah. Well, they kind of did. Well, they did, but at the same time, yeah. it's like, well, we beat a top five team. Yeah, and now they, they could have just they could have just stepped in line and said, "We're using our executive authority." Blah blah blah. I believe I'll just look at this rankings again. I believe <sighs> the only other team on here that's undefeated is uh, Mox and Claudio. Oh no, Private Party is also two and zero, and they're ranked behind Top Flight. Um, I don't think FTRs wrestled any tag team matches this year. Well, the the voters need to go into the uh, into the room and revote for the next week. Yeah. I love how like Moxley's on two separate rankings and FTR is on two separate rankings. And it's like, where is everybody else in this guy? They have 150 people under contract. Where are all these other people? Uh, they're in catering, I guess. Yeah. Roderick Strong somehow dropped out of the rankings, even though he didn't wrestle at all. And uh, the guy that took his place. He's the Florida Kesta. state of contenders. Yeah. Well, Takeshita did get a win over Jericho because I, so I can see why he's in, but um yeah, I had enough of these rankings. Uh, but yeah, this was... I want uh, transparency from the voters. I want to know who's voting, and I want to see their ballots. <laughs> yes, yeah. That's, I don't want that to be Joe's promo next week. Um, so at this point, there was a half hour left in the show, and we still had a women's match and a death match to go. And uh, not just that. We had some and a women's match that was too. death to go. Yes, okay. Wow. <laughs> uh, but before that, we got Remarkable Renee with the Bang Bang Scissor Gang. And uh, I'm not exactly sure why they needed to. Well, I guess they did this promo to set up a 12 man on Rampage. Um, Austin says, Welcome to the Bang Bang Scissor Gang Lounge. Bowens gave Renee a Valentine's rose, and Austin seemed taken aback by that because he thought he was gay. Uh, Jay White says, Things are running smoothly, and uh, we have new merch, and they show off their merch, but we've yet to test our cohesiveness. And then Billy says, How about this Friday? And then before he can finish his sentence, Austin says, how about this Friday we have a 12-man match on Rampage? And everyone ignores him. And then Billy, or Billy says the exact same thing. And then, and then everyone reacts to that. And Billy says, I've been doing this a lot longer than you, kid. Don't worry about it. And then Bowen says, it's a fantastic idea because everyone loves the acclaim. Bang, bang. We got two words for you. Guns up. 
Taz said what I was thinking. They're all annoying. <laughs> um, and that was that. Two minutes of TV time to build up a 12-man match on Rampage. That'll probably be shorter than the uh, than the ring entrances. Pretty much. Yeah, depending on... Oh! Never mind. Um, <laughs> um, uh, I think you knew what I was talking about there. Yes, Willow Nightingale and Sky Blue. Uh, I should just say the never mind to this. Actually, no. You know what? I, I do have some good things to say about this match. So Willow had Stokely with her. Taz was uh, arguing with Stokely on ringside because I think they were both wearing orange shirts, but Taz insisted that his wasn't orange because he owns orange, and Stokely's really mad about that. Uh, fans were super into Willow. Uh, they pointed out Sky's outfit, and then I had a good look at it. I'm almost positive Sky Blue is wearing Bunny's old outfit. Um, I'm not <laughs> sure, but uh, um, I'm not sure she'd fit in it, but um, it definitely looked exactly the same. The number four uh, ranked Sky Blue, by the way. Yeah, and Willow's not ranked, although she probably will be now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, probably. That's the whole reason this match happened, actually. And they uh, didn't even mention it, I don't think. No, and Chris Statlander's not ranked either. And I'm almost positive the match they're actually building to is Julia Hart against Willow against Statlander in a in a triple threat. But because um, we need more trios matches on this show. Um, so, yeah. They, so, Sky, basically, the whole – Willow just beat the crap out of her the whole match. Uh, just hitting her with pounces and she's like doing the pillars to post thing, like all four posts, but then Sky rolls out of the ring before she can get to the fourth one. Sky was just basically like uh, just your classic heel that gets no offense. And then at the end, she hits a thrust kick. She hits her code red and she's going to get the pin. Pretty but then Stokely, too for her. Yeah. 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 And then Stokely jumps up on the ring apron, distracts the ref. And then that allowed uh, Willow to uh, do a hip. Or sorry, you know what? I broke up this match. It was a gut wrench into the power bomb. Yes, was terrible to me. Yeah, gut wrench into the power bomb, and she gets the win. Yeah. So she takes ninety five percent of the match. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Sky hit her one move, got the pin. That would have been a pin, but Stokely, who is. Sky Blue, the heel who's trying to win clean and trying to get the ref to pay attention to her. She got screwed. And Willow, the massive (laughs) baby face, takes advantage of the manager interference to get the win. Do I got that right? Stokely a fist pump afterwards, yes. Yeah. And Stokely doesn't like her. Did I point that out? He's disgusted by her. He Every time she tries to hug him, he doesn't like it because he wants Statlander. Yes. And he's only putting up with Willow because she's Statlander's friend. This whole thing makes no sense. And it's going to end up with Willow churning on Stat and being with, with, uh, with Stokely. Also, I'm which makes no that. sense. Yeah. No, no. But uh, yeah, this was, this was out there. Um, and <laughs> I'm not very happy with Sky Blue right now. But it's got nothing to do with this match. No. Um, they, they did announce uh, Rampage, uh, Matt Hardy against Sammy Guevara and... Wouldn't be a weekend AEW show without Queen Almanada uh, wrestling Anna J in a tournament. No, no, oh, no, and Anna J. No, the tournament. She's on ROH tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's on. She's all over the place. I'm not here for Almanada versus Anna J. I she might get a lie. win there. Almanada might lie. win. Yeah, one. yeah. She might yeah. beat the crap out of Anna J. That might be fun to watch. Next week's Dynamite. Anna, just... Anna J's game to take a few chops. She's done it before. Oh yeah. Next week's Dynamite. They announced this during this match. Mox and Claudio against FTR. I thought they were building that for the pay-per-view, but apparently not. Uh, it's going to be on Dynamite next week. 
And then this match, and the announcers reacted to it the same way as I have. Did you see this? No. Well, I did. Six-man tag. Go ahead. Six-man tag. Okay. Okay. Here's the six-man tag. Hook is teaming with RVD. And guess who their partner is? Danhausen? Nope. Who? I'll give you three guesses. Eddie Kingston? Nope. Uh, is it somebody big or somebody that shouldn't be teaming someone, with Hook? And... Someone big that shouldn't be teaming with Hook and RVD. Okay. Jeez. Uh, uh, who, who are champions? Well, maybe not even champions, but upper card people. It's not Jericho, is it? <laughs> I can't believe you didn't what? see it. I'm so happy. Who is it? I One more guess. <laughs> no, no, no. Just give it to me. I'm tired of guessing. Hangman Page. What? <laughs> yep. Now guess who their opponents are. Um a broomstick. Nope. Uh, no, the no, popcorn no, no, guy. No, no, and... no, 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 no. Um, I'll I'll give you a hint. The first one is Samoa Joe. Wait, is it Samoa Joe and like Swerve and yes. Brian Cage? Yes. <laughs> that's that's the three. What? Samoa Joe. <laughs> Samoa Joe is teaming with Sir Strickland and Brian Cage, and he's no. wrestling. Yes. No. He's wrestling. Yes. That makes no damn sense. Hook, Rob Van Dam, and Hangman Page. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, and the announcers were like. Tony's got his, like, simulator going. He's just randomizing things at this point. I mean, it's I mean, it's the old, you know, like WWE, the opponents teaming with each other, but you've Can got they coexist. Oh. Okay, so you've got one team with two baby faces and a heel, right? Hook, RVD, and Page. Yes. And then the other team is two uh, heels and a baby even, face. Which one's a baby face? Swerve? Swerve. Okay, yeah. But but then Joe is actually a baby face too. No. Nah. I mean in Joe's that heel. segment, he was the ba- biggest baby face. Like, no, he got the so biggest weird. reaction. He's still all heel. I assume what's going to end up happening is Hangman's going to walk out on his team. And um, Swerve's going to walk out on his team, probably, too, or something. I don't maybe, know. yeah. Or Joe they, will. They fight to the back. And then, yeah. Yeah, that could happen. And then, you although, up... one, look, if, if Swerve is part of Mogul Industry, I mean, if Brian Cage is part of Mogul Industries, why, does, why don't they hatch a plan to then double team Joe to weaken him? Well, yeah, and then you've got Hook. I guess Hook and, I mean, Hook and RVD kind of make sense because they've teamed before, and Hook and Joe on opposite sides. That makes sense. Uh, but this is so weird. <laughs> it's so dumb, is what it is. Yeah, yeah. This, I mean, they just put this on a graphic, like in during the Willow Sky match. So that's why you missed it. Yeah, like, yeah. It it was yeah, just bizarre. I was also doing rehab exercises during picture okay. picture and stuff like that. So yeah. all right. Speaking of weird, the main event. Um, so this match came up. I mean, this was announced on. I think it was Rampage. No, I don't it, know. It, it, it would have had to have been Rampage. Well, they announced the match, but they didn't announce the stipulation at first. Right. So the match is Orange Cassidy against Matt Taven. And I think it's for the international title. Now, this makes no sense because Roderick Strong has a title match lined up for the pay-per-view. So if Matt Taven had won, that means it's Matt Taven against Roderick Strong at the pay-per-view, I guess. Um, Although, I mean, he wasn't going to win. It should have been. Yeah. But it 
but they announced later in the week that this match would also be a Texas death match because I mean, they've had such a, because uh, they heckled Chuck, you know, in, in, in medical or something. No, they've had a, I mean, they these, guys have had a, these guys have had a years long rivalry that, you know, there's no way they could settle it other than a Texas death match. Um, <laughs> so Justin Roberts, and I heard this because I always, I always watch Orange Cassidy's uh, entrance video because I love that song. And uh, I heard the entrance or the uh, intros and Justin Roberts said, the only way to win is by KO or submission. He made that very clear. So the match starts and there's only nine minutes left in the show when this started. So I knew this was going to be a sprint. And uh, Taven comes out, he's by himself. And Excalibur points out, oh, no Michael, no Mike Bennett, no Adam Cole, no Roderick Strong, no Wardlow. We know they're here um, and uh, they're probably lurking somewhere, he says. So they also pointed out that Taven has nine straight wins. I watch everything. I don't remember any of these wins. These have to all Um, be on Rampage or Collision. I mean, I guess maybe tag matches and six matches. Or ROH. Are they counting ROH wins? Maybe. I don't know. Um, Yeah, I mean, they win on ROH, and they do win on Rampage. But they started off, and it was just a wrestling match, and and the announcers even kind of pointed that out. Well, well, hold on. I want to delve into this a little bit, because all the characterization of Matt Taven on AEW television on the main show has been guy holding a giraffe. Yes. Yes. But he's a, he's a contender apparently, and he's got nine straight wins. Um, and yet he's not ranked. Like, Continue. Anywhere. I'm going to mute myself. While I deeply right. sigh. So, uh, so anyways, the announcers, they, they, so right away early in this match, um, a Taven threw orange cast to the outside. And he's on the floor, and the refs and and Taven's yelling at the ref, count him, count him. So the ref starts counting, and I'm like, what is he counting for? The match can only end by KO or submission. I mean, there are other Texas Death Match rules where it's like a ten count. I think there's ones where it's a thirty count, ones where you knock them out, and then they then there's a ten count after the knockout. But in this case, it seemed like it was the last man standing match is is what it was, um, with a ten count instead of a thirty count. And uh, so, anyways, fans start chanting, "We want tables." I mean, that's fair. It's, it's a you know, it's a Texas death match. Um, there's one spot where Orange Cassidy jumped into the crowd when Taven tried to toss him into the barricade, and then ended up going fighting through the through the crowd. They go through the break. They come back, and uh, this is where Taven put Orange Cassidy through a table with an elbow, and the crowd chanted one more time. So he set him up again, and he suplexed him through it. And then the ref was counting him again, and uh, and he's, he's apparently he's got to get up for a ten count. Somewhere in here, Orange Cassidy is just bleeding a gusher. And uh, Tony gets another table, and or Taven gets another table. He set it up against the announce desk. They did a couple spots, teasing going to this table. And then Matt Taven does this running dive, and he jumps at Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy gets out of the way. This was Taven amazing. This was head amazing. first into this table, and he hits the announce desk as well. I don't know how this guy's still walking, but he is. Now he's bloodied up, and he was up pretty quickly. You know, they they did the thing. Tony's screaming, my God, and uh, there's no monitors. They they took everything out. Fans are chanting, this is awesome. So Orange Cassidy goes under the ring, and he finds a box of chocolates, and it's from Chuck E. T. And, of course, because it's Valentine's Day. And they, the announcers point out that Chuck E. T. is not there. 
So Chucky e. T somehow knew about this match and got a box of chocolates to the ring. Except it's not a box of chocolates, of course. Or well, DHL Express will will do that okay. kind of thing. I've seen the oh. movie Seven. Will they do it with a box of tacks? Oh yeah, yeah. I guess they would in sure. Seven. They sent the head. Yeah, they um, said they sent uh, who is it? Gwyneth Paltrow's head. So yeah. Yeah. So so yeah. So it's not chocolates. It's a uh, it's tax. <laughs> And he dumps the tax out, and they do a bunch of spots into the tax. And uh, Orange Cassidy's bleeding everywhere. Fans are chanting, uh, you know, AW, holy shit, all that stuff. So he goes under the ring, he gets a chain. Then he finds a bigger box. And uh, from out of nowhere, Mike Bennett shows up, and he grabs the box, and he smashed it over Orange Cassidy's head. Apparently it was a cinder block um, because this thing shatters into a I think it was made out of. The, I think it was made out of a Jeff Jarrett guitar. Yeah, yeah, because it, yeah, it just disintegrated. Uh, so he slid him into the ring. So this is where I point out, like Matt Taven's there. Like, why didn't he just come out at the beginning of the match? Like, I don't know. There's no DQ. There's no DQ. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Bennett tossed Taven in some chairs. And then out comes Trent. And he's got a box of roses. So it's your standard, you know, like holiday-themed weapons match. <laughs> and uh, he throws the roses away. And <laughs> Go ahead. He's got, he's got a pipe in there in it. So he jumps in the ring with his pipe. Knocked uh Taven knocked him out with a chair, then he gave him a cutter onto the chair. Orange <laughs> Cassidy hit Taven with an arm punch. He had a breech break on the chair. Then Taven gets up and he starts ripping Orange Cassidy's pockets off his pants. I don't know why nobody's ever tried that before. But then Orange Cassidy gave him an orange punch with a chain. And as the ref's counting, Roddy Strong shows up and he tried to go after Orange Cassidy. I don't know why he just didn't take the ref out. Right. Uh, but uh, that's actually what I thought he was going to do. But uh, Trent took the bullet for Orange, and Orange Cassidy wins. And that was it. And then Excalibur called it a Pyrrhic victory. Not exactly sure why. It was pretty clean. Um, but by Trent comes down with the pipe. He gets and then just takes a beating. in the face. Yeah, like, what was the point of that pipe? Because <laughs> he swung this is, the pipe. This is, and the, this is all the setup of Trent heel turn. You know that, right? Well, yeah, I, I mean, it seemed like it. Because and Tony's like, on, we should all have a friend like Trent. Yeah, a guy who's stupid enough to get involved in a Texas death match and get killed for me. Yes. He because, didn't even do anything with that damn pipe. No, well, he, he did the one shot with the with the chair. Well, he swung with the ch- with the pipe, and then someone blocked it with the chair, and yes. he got waffled. Yeah. Oh, he got so. waffled. Even Taz goes, that's a bad one. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, wow. this is all this is all the story of how Trent's gonna leave the best friends. That's what this is. And it just makes no sense with the undisputed kingdom supposedly being a top heel group, even though they aren't. Where was Wardlow during this? Or oh, Paige was... to direct traffic. Yeah, Something. Wardlow should have been there. Or not Paige yeah. Cole. Cole, yeah. Yeah. All Cole Adams look alike to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, this was uh this was something else. But uh it was this, it was definitely you know what? I'm watching it halfway through, I'm going, it's fine. But it feels like we're talking latter stage ECW. This is oh, yeah. latter stage ECW. Yeah, yeah. We're just yeah, gonna, we're just gonna do a plunder match with two guys that aren't real. I mean, who kind of have a feud, but we haven't really built in. They haven't really cut promos on each other, and there's no drama to it. It's just we're gonna watch them hit each other with crap for a while. That's you know what, what it felt ma- like to me. You know what match I saw this week, and I thought of you when I was watching it. Uh, I don't know the if you would like Barbarian versus. Shinya Hashimoto? No, no, no. no this was like a current match. Oh, okay. um, it was, uh, no, it was in New Japan. And it was, but I don't think you'd like it as much as I did because I don't think you follow New Japan as closely as I do. I don't. But it was the uh, cage match between uh, the uh, Bullet Club 
Oh, the I've heard about this. The uh, the uh, the uh, yeah, the Against United, United Empire, United Empire versus yeah, and 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 it just it, it became uh, even. I guess Alvarez will say it was way too long for a war game. Well, they went an hour and twenty minutes. Good God! Yeah, but it was a war games match, and and it was. I mean, it had the intensity of any the the most intense hated war games matches you've ever seen. I mean, need to watch this man because I these thought. Guys, these guys long, all right? hate each other, and there's not a second during this match that you didn't think that every single member on one team wanted to kill, literally kill every second. All right, every I'm down. Single member I'm on down the other with team. this. Then I'm going to yeah. watch it. Okay. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's long, um, but that's but fine. I, I'll take an hour. I thought it was better than the Danielson Zack Saber Junior match that everyone's raving about. Personally, now I, I I would say it's not for everyone, but I loved it. But I, um, for a War Games match, I want that kind of intensity. I, I really do. It's well, one of those. Corey things. pointed out that Paige picked RVD as for his opponent a few weeks back. Well, that's right. And yes. they, didn't they? They also did that thing. Remember where uh, Paige was threatening? Sense. Paige was threatening Stokely, and he said he was going to steal his weed and give it to RVD. Yes, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So there is a history there, I guess. There is, but, but it still doesn't make any sense for Swerve to team with Joe. Yeah, but it was worth it just for your reaction <laughs> when, I, when I pointed it out. Baffling. Uh, might have to clip that one uh, for the YouTube channel. Um, well, this whole show is on YouTube, but they wanted some clips. For the anyway, shorties. Yeah, for the shorties. Do it for the shorties. Yeah. Uh, the teaser. It's a little taste. <laughs> I want my first two thumbs up with the Deanna thing where I realize I can do fireworks too. I, can't I think get that's a thing. good one. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have a MacBook like me, MacBook Pro. No, no. I just have a, I'm not going to screw around with the effects again. No. Um, yeah. So uh, that's, I think that's it. That's a Yep. That sounds uh, like it. <laughs> uh oh. Get what? your. Uh, and this week on the Wrestling Wrap Up, we're going to be. Say, oh, this is not working. Anyways, I was I was going to play some more. That sounded like Bob Coddle to me. Did it? I this week on the, This week on the Wrestling Wrap Up. Okay, get your plugs in. Really? All right, fine. You can follow me. No, at no, Crap I said it off. I okay, it. thank you. Follow me at Crap Game 13, <laughs> Arcane References, uh, telling you to get paid, all that other stuff. Uh, I do a show called Shake Them Ropes over on the Voices Wrestling Podcasting Network. Myself and Chris Novembrino, who is totally not in the wrestling bubble, uh, review the week in United States wrestling of some kind or another. This week, something's going to go wrong in WWE. We'll, we'll figure <laughs> it out when we get there. NXT was kind of dreadful to watch. And uh, we'll talk a little AEW just to tick off people who love voices of wrestling. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned for that. That'll drop sometimes Friday or Saturday. Yeah, it wasn't the best show on Tuesday. Uh, I uh, I do this show. Um, our, my In the Clinch show is on a bit of a hiatus right now. Can't really get into the reasons why, but uh, stay tuned. Hopefully we'll be back at some point. Um, and, uh, and best wishes out to James, uh, yes. you know, he's dealing with some, uh, health stuff. And, uh, so the, the, uh, the boom is also on hiatus right now. So we might get Kevin on this show, uh, at some point. To, I have uh, offered to let Kevin do some reps in my stead if he chooses to. Yeah. Yeah. So, cause we want to hear what Kevin has to say, but Kevin is also enjoying the break cause, uh, he puts a lot of work into these shows. Um, when I've co-hosted with him, like he sends notes. Oh yeah. No, he uh, has, he has everything. I'm just, I'm free yeah. balling out here like a yeah. moron. And I'm. I uh, I take a lot of notes too. What did I get this week? Uh, you have plenty of notes, yeah. Twenty nine hundred words. Uh, not quite a Dave Meltzer newsletter, but that's a lot of words. 
Um, so yeah, so you can check that out, and uh, you know maybe I'll do a broken news with uh, Garrett Gonzalez if anything goes down. We we've done a couple of them over the last couple of weeks. People seem to like them. A lot of people watch them, so uh, we'll we'll do that whenever some big news breaks. But until then, and if I don't see you till next week, everybody, uh, Jeff and I will be back, and uh, we'll be here and counting on your company. So don't you dare miss it. In <laughs> fact, you be sure of it. Thumbs up. Ta da. <laughs> Later. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.